What's going on everybody, it's Gio here from Concise Apologetics, and right now we're going to talk about being a justified sinner. I know that may sound contrary to some, some people might think that that's an impossible thing to put together in your mind, but let's examine what that actually means. So, if we think about it, if you look back at church history, people have said this, and a very famous theologian that said this was Martin Luther. He said, Simo justus et peccator, meaning that we are justified sinners. And before him, of course, this idea came from the Apostle Paul, that we are sinners, but we are now in a state of righteousness with God because God justified us through Christ because God declared him God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so with Christ with us putting our trust in Christ we are justified we are then declared righteous because we believe in the doctrine of imputation where God sees us with the righteousness of Christ so now what does that mean? Um, let's go into scripture and let's talk about how that relates to being a sinner but yet being justified. So in Matthew chapter 5 verse 48 it says, You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Surely we see that this verse does not mean we can actually attain sinless perfection in this life. I know some cult leaders like to... Um, share this idea that you can attain perfection in this world you know just to shout them out you know in church history past there are people like Pelagius that believe this idea that one day he can become sinless or free from sin and false teachers today like Quibbaloi believes this idea that you know he is actually sinless now because he is now the appointed son of god so you see that such an idea is foreign not only to matthew's gospel but to all of scripture also in first john chapter sorry in john chapter 1 verse 8 it tells us that if we say we have no sin what does it say next we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us so this epistle was written to Christians in 1 John chapter 2 verse 12 to 14 verse 19. It seems obvious that Christians should never claim moral perfection. The great saints of the Bible seem to all recognize their own intrinsic sinfulness. We see this in Isaiah chapter 6, Daniel chapter 9, and Ephesians chapter 3. If anyone could have attained perfection, Certainly, these people like Daniel, Isaiah, and, Ch and Apostle Paul would have been contenders. They would have been the people that would have been um, up there and claiming this type of per perfection. But this, this didn't happen. None of them succeeded, for each still had a sin nature. Apostle Paul struggled with this, and he explained it to us how that happened in Romans chapter 7. So how can we make sense of Matthew's chap Matthew chapter 5 verse 48? The context of this verse deals with the law of love. The Jewish leaders of Jesus' day said we should love those near and dear to us. We see that in Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18. 
but hate our enemies. Jesus refutes this idea. He instructed us to love even our enemies. After all, Jesus said, God's love extends to all people. We see that in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. So we need to understand that God is our righteous standard. So we should seek to be as He is. We are to be perfect or complete and loving just as He is perfect. And so, you know, I would suggest that you guys study this a little bit further and to understand what it means to be a justified sinner and also what it means to be complete and perfect in love just as God has shown us through Christ. Until next time in Concise Apologetics.